What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Ba, 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 ba. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terrence? Good old humor. Good old humor, man. Yeah. How was the weekend, man? Mm, interesting weekend, definitely. Interesting uh, weekend. Well, we'll I, I guess we'll, we'll, there'll be more people understand why. Yeah, uh, within the next few episodes. Hopefully. Next few, yeah, next few episodes. But uh, interesting weekend. But uh, uh, again, you know, the this is the segment that everyone hates. It's the one shot weather. Yeah, one shot <laughs> weather. <laughs> weather was awesome. I yeah, have to it was say, great, yeah, it was I, I just loved being out, uh, even the evenings and everything. Like I, I felt like different. This is a different country, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm surprised no one is posting on already. Also about the awesome weather. You mean oh, you take, oh the, yeah. take some photos and shit. I actually went for a long ass walk on Saturday night with my wife. It was fucking great. Yeah, uh, and just uh just, just, it's just nice. It's just so, no, so nice. Yeah. Maybe because people are out there enjoying the weather. That's mm. why they're not posting on Or maybe Reddit. it's really just the two of us maybe who are just... having such a good time talking about weather. That's why we thought about this podcast. Yeah. It's just the two of us <laughs> talking about this over lunch and nobody else wants to hear. And that's why we started a podcast. Best maybe we need to do a spin-off. Yeah. <laughs> the Yala weather. Yala butt weather or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, come January or like February, we'll be bitching about the heat again, lah. Correct, correct, yeah. yeah. But that's why I said just enjoy it, just talk about it all you want. Yeah. Now, and, you know, it will irritate some people, but it's just par for the course. Par for the course, man. Par for the course. One thing I realized over the weekend is how much I hate wine glasses. Why? Because. Wait, I wait, is this like uh, something that you, like, happened to you and you thought it's damn funny and you then be a damn good stand up thing and then you just need to insert it in somehow into the podcast? <laughs> Because what does wine glasses have to fucking do with the weather? It's the happen of the weekend. And oh. I won't deny when I when I was washing the wine glasses last night, I was like, you know what? I'm going to talk about this on the podcast. Uh-huh. I was like, you know, you, you can do it, but it just needs to be a bit more subtle, uh, Harish. You don't like I cannot, I was practice. Waiting. Yeah, you're trying uh, to practice stand-up like, in the middle of a podcast. It's, I mean, there's no, yeah. there's no real punchline. It's just that okay. wine glasses are just annoying to wash. Okay, okay. Oh, okay. That's the reason. Uh. Yeah. Why, yeah? Uh? It's just so fragile. Okay. Don't you find it? Yeah, they are fragile. Yeah. But that's life, right? Life, life is fragile. It feels so, unnecessarily yeah. fragile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's why that's why it feels like uh, such a premium experience drinking wine, right? I mean, drink, but then washing it is a bitch, lah. Why was so difficult? It's just because in the sink, you know, when you are like sometimes correct, when you're correct. washing and all, you just want to pile plates and all like this. The wine glass, you have to be so like just. Oh. Just, just careful. Be gentle, la. You have to be gentle with things. Uh, I've already broken a few glasses at home already. Okay. Wine get those glasses, without okay. get those without stems. Get those without stems. No, it's the one that I broke were the ones without stem. Oh man. Yeah, that, I that's think you, that's all you already. Uh. The stemless you tell me the stem ones, yeah. Okay, I understand. No, uh, because the thing breaks not at the stem one. It's the glass is so thin and like fragile. Oh, then maybe it's the quality of the glass. I mean. eh, 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 eh. No, I think with the stem maybe the it's taupa, uh, taupa it's taupa a vi- visual reminder <laughs> to be careful. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, right. whereas the others, you take it for granted. Like, but yeah, that's the end of my stand, uh, stand-up set. Yeah, that was, that was not very funny. That's why I never, yeah. I never <laughs> say anything about a payoff or anything. It was yeah, not yeah, a punchline yeah. or anything. I just want to call you out, preemptively call you out for like... For you like know me well. Swerving, like, you know me well. Swerving the conversation just like that. Like. You yeah, know yeah, me yeah. well. But, yeah. I mean, in some way, it's still the weekend that I had the realization. Like. But actually, it's not that far from, you know, stuff we're talking about later. So, like, mm, the about, fragility of life. The no, no, I mean that yes, but also you know the whole elitist things about oh you know elitist elitist things that people do 
Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that was hard to come up. Yeah. Elitist things that people do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. But there's more the second topic, like the first topic. Correct. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we'll get into it. Mm. Uh, but before we jump into it, what do we always say, Terrence? Uh, if you enjoy this podcast, if you like listening to us talk about weather and a lot of other things, uh, please follow us, subscribe on all the different platforms, all the different podcast platforms, uh, Instagram, TikTok, and especially uh, on YouTube as well, which is where I think a growing community is. is uh, there's growing, a growing uh, community <laughs> as well. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, that that's what we want you to do. Uh, and tell one person about this podcast. Mm. Yeah. And if you want to work with us, just reach us at contact at ministryoffunny.com. Mm. Uh, and yeah, we would love to hear from you guys. Yes. All right. Yeah. But first topic is not mm. that, that fun to talk about, but I mean, we still have to talk about it. Yeah. And what is this topic? Yeah? Um, it is the update on the case of the horrible River Valley High School um, attack. That happened in 2021. Uh, last week on 1st December, the sentencing was announced for mm. the person in question. Mm. Uh, and yeah, that, that he was sentenced to 16 years jail mm-hmm. uh, for killing the, his fellow student with an axe. Uh, I remember when we recorded the podcast about this topic back in 2021. Mm. Mm. I mean, it was just so... Uh, Horrible and surreal yeah. to be talking about a murder like this in Singapore. Mm, yeah. uh, and I mean, o- over the past two years, we've seen announcements of like, okay, like um, that the person has been uh, caught, the trial is ongoing, his parents sent an apology letter to the victim's parents mm, mm. and the victim's parents actually apo- uh, accepted, accepted yeah, yeah. and forgave the murderer, right? Mm, mm. Um, but I mean, with this announcement, there's been a range of uh, reactions towards this and, and that's what we're going to unpack today. Yeah, yeah. Very, very tragic case. I, I, you know, I almost can't believe that it was two years ago already because mm. mm. I think it was such a jarring case, right? Yeah. And uh, it happened in the middle of COVID when everyone was cooped up at home and, and kind of stressed and everything. Like that. Yeah, it was. it happened on 19th July, 2021. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where a 13-year-old SEC1 student um, was struck w- and with yeah. an axe and killed by a student who was 16 years old at the time, yeah. secondary four. His name is, uh, the victim's name was, uh, I mean, the boy's name yeah. was Ethan Han. Han. Yeah, yeah, Ethan Han. I think the parents asked for the gag order to be lifted on his name, right? Yeah. yeah. So that they could uh, really talk about him, uh, you know, freely, mm. especially if they want to commemorate his life and everything. Yeah, and also for him to be remembered. La. To be remembered, yeah. And yeah. not just be a nameless victim. Correct, yeah. And yeah. I th- uh, I mean, I've been in that circle before of like, uh, you know, the infant loss and everything. And mm. actually, that's a very big thing that uh, parents of, you know, people who have lost kids or whatever, it's a very big thing, like, remembering their names. Mm. Uh, and, you know, there's a very concerted effort within these communities to uh, just say the name of your child, you know, mm. no matter how young, or how old, if, if you've lost a child, just say the name because... That's the one thing that uh, you. That's the one thing you never want to happen, uh, That that the world forgets, you know, that you had this child before, uh. mm. So uh, I totally understand why why they did it, uh. And I mm. think, um, yeah, it's a very gruesome case. It's a very uh, unpleasant thing to be remembered by. But uh, I think for parents, it also gives them just a little bit, a little more sense of closure, uh, mm. being able to just say his name in public as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And um, I mean, since 
I, I think the gag order was only lifted last week, right? Yeah. During yeah. The, the hearing, right? Yeah. The sentencing. The gag order of the um, perpetrator is hasn't been lifted. Mm. So, yeah, we, we don't know his name. We don't know his family's name. Mm. Um, but, yeah, like, it's just so tragic. And I, 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 I don't know whether there's been a, a case as ex, as known as this. Because, I mean, there have been murders in Singapore. But in recent times, what is like uncovered years after, right? No, and I think child on child, oh, child on child, yeah. is very rare. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, last week, I mean, it was all in the newspapers detailing the sequence of events that led to the death. Mm. Essentially, um, what happened was that the the perpetrator wanted to commit suicide. Mm. He had tried committing suicide twice before that, um, and failed. Um, and he was found to have entered depression six months before the attack. Uh, so his conclusion was that he wanted to be killed by the police and to do that, uh, to kill some students uh, so that the police would kill him. Mm, mm. And it's actually a thing, no? It's called suicide mm. by cop. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he, uh, he, he's, he admitted to watching videos and getting desensitized to watching people harm themselves and all. And even on the day itself, it was a very... It, there was a lot of plans put in place, lah. He bought three weapons online. Mm. Uh, he sent it for sharpening mm. because it was he deemed it to be not sharp enough on before the day. He tried on a few occasions. He brought a, a, a caution tape, you know, a mm. black and yellow tape. Mm. Um, and I think when he actually ended up doing the attack, he saw the students uh, student go in and he came out and put that a tape to cordon off the, the cordon area off. and prevent other students from coming in. Mm. And apparently he even apologized to the victim halfway through the attack. Mm, mm. Uh, and then after that he came out he asked two groups of students to call the police uh, he admitted to a teacher they called the police came and he was arrested mm, mm. so I mean some of the newspaper articles go in very gruesome detail mm. um, then uh, at the end of it he pleaded guilty to a charge of culpable homicide because mm. he originally got a murder charge yeah. but it was reduced uh, with some of the mitigating factors being his depression and mental state. La. Yep. So now, I mean, just looking at comments online, there's mm. a, there's definite sentiment that 16 years is too short. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and I've seen some people mention that with um, remission, is that the term? Like, uh, I think so, yeah. yeah so so the, where the, reduce, the sentence can be reduced based on good behavior, yeah. taking yeah. into account, which I think in Singapore is you can reduce it by one third. Yeah. Uh, taking into account he's been in jail for the past two years that means two thirds of 16 years is about 10 years and six months I think mm. minus the two years so about eight years mm, mm, mm. he might be able to walk yeah before he's before he turns 30 years old yeah. yeah so so I mean as you were as you were reading this looking at the facts looking at the the, the sentencing and all like what what what, what did you feel uh I mean, very. It's very tragic. Yeah. Uh, but the I think the bigger yellow bad thing like, that a lot of people are discussing is is a sentence like that like too short, like, right? Mm. You know, uh, compared to what the sentence is for drug trafficking uh, versus what the sentence is for drunk driving. In fact, a lot of discussions are coming up about. About yeah, yeah, what uh, what the penalty is for murder charge versus uh, you know a drunk driving charge where you actually kill someone and everything mm. like right. Mm. Uh, I mean, but I think that's a whole other discussion. But a lot of people are saying here's 
it's kind of crazy that I mean, all these people are pointing out that you know, a very young man's life was taken away. You know, uh, a whole life ahead of him. He's only he was only thirteen, right? Mm. Whereas, uh, yeah, this this kid who was the one who wanted to to commit suicide in the first place, uh, you know, end up end up he's not walking away, but he'll be still be. He'll still be out before he's even thirty years old, which is still mm. by any measure still quite young, right? Mm. Um and is that is that a fair enough uh punishment? Or if not a punishment, is it that will it have a deterrent effect on people doing stuff like that? Will it will it prevent him from ever doing something like that in public again to someone else? Mm. Um I think a lot there's a lot about, about the philosophy of uh, punishment that that's going on in the discussions right now. And then the mitigating factors of his depression and his age where, you know, he's now 18, but yeah, he was 16 when it mm. happened and everything. All these things are sort of us coming together and people are just having a big debate about it online. Now. Yeah. yeah. But yourself, like, what's your immediate thoughts when you when you saw this? I mean, same thing. Like, um, okay, even if you take into account that he was suicidal, mm. he was depressed, he was depressed, um, apparently, he has a significant family history of mental illness on his dad's side. Mm. Uh, and yeah, he had a, a ju- adjustment reaction. Um, it does feel like, oh shit, eight years. And because he has a gag order on him, mm. his identity is not known, right? Yeah. I assume that gag order would remain. It's not say once he becomes 18 or 21, mm-hmm. the identity will be released, right? Because the crime was committed when he was yeah. yeah. So. Technically, years down the road, uh, like his name is not even associated with with his his crime, mm. and mm. it just feels like he's he will be given a chance to start his life afresh. Yeah, yeah. and and it's it's tricky, like, because on one hand, like you know, like the thing about the death penalty is like, are we like um who are we to take away the life of someone, mm. right? It, does it really be like you take away someone's life, we take away your life? Mm. Uh, I think there's a lot of uh, reasons why that shouldn't be the case. And as far as possible, the death penalty should be abolished. La. But in this sort of case, yeah, it is a bit hard even for like me to to think like, okay, even like let's say there's no remission, right? Mm. 16 years, oh, I don't know, it still feels, is it enough? Because, mm, mm. yeah, the, the parole thing, you know, there are things that need to happen before that. La. Yeah. But if he's sentenced when he's 18 and he's already been two years, he, for the 16 years, that means 14 years more. La. Mm, mm. And some people are even, some people are speculating la, online that if he comes out, he won't even, he'll be past F straight away. Mm. It means he'll be ineligible to really serve in the military because... The last thing you want is for someone with you know, with a criminal record like this to to hold a gun, right? Yeah. So, or he'll be a very it'll be a vocation that you know doesn't go anywhere near weapons and all these things, right? Mm-hmm. So generally, those are yeah, you are you're mainly confined to administrative things, right? Yeah. So yeah, the whole thing just feels like um, I mean, not say injustice, right? I mean, because I think. At the end of the day, I think the maximum is also twenty years in prison or something for this, for this uh, charge of culpable homicide. Yeah, well. culpable homicide, but murder. Yeah. There's life in pr- yeah, pr- yeah, imprisonment. Murder, yeah, and yeah. and I think there was a case um, of like a, a, a helper, mm. a, a Burmese mm. helper, 
who stabbed her employer 26 times to mm. death mm. uh and yeah she was given jail for life mm. Mm. and she was only spared the death because she was 17 at the time of the incident yeah so when i was reading that case i mean she stabbed the person uh, the elderly woman 26 times mm. i think that one was basically documented as uh the victim threatened to send her back to her employment agent and the victim and she stabbed the victim 26 times and fled yeah so i think taking into account all that it is like first degree murder mm, mm. which which uh, i guess is the death sentence so yeah. it's not say singapore doesn't imprison for life for murder mm. it does happen yeah but in this case the mitigating mitigating factors were so strong that it was reduced and i think i think the defense of the victim is even fighting for 5 years mm mm because they said they will submit an appeal because uh in like and i say in air quotes uh the sentence is crushing lah mm mm but yeah. actually uh i'm just reading that maybe he can still he could have been sentenced to life imprisonment with caning or imprisonment for up to 20 years and a fine of caning lah mm also oh, mm. he still could be lah but uh, that's for culpable homicide culpable homicide yeah um I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but but then correct us if I'm wrong somewhere. But the prosecution themselves asked for a sentencing of twelve to sixteen years, right? Mm. So I think it was within the range of what the prosecution was also um, asking for. Um, but I mean, yeah, I think that there's a a lot of debate online. There are a lot of people who are like, uh, I mean, the sentiment is like, wow, how fuck no man, like how can you let this person back into society? you know at a when he's you know in his late 20s or something like isn't that like taking time bomb waiting to happen right mm-hmm. you know someone who who has had uh, mental health issues and then you know goes to prison for the rest of his formative years in his of his youth mm. doesn't like will he will he be ready to come into to rejoin society after missing so many uh, such a big chunk of of the years outside that right mm. and are you setting him up for failure in some way like with, with a long sentence no no by by putting him back out in the public again uh, uh-huh. after you know after like 8 years or something like that and then the chance of him doing something similar but in a different setting maybe in a workplace or something like that mm. uh people are saying isn't that like isn't that going to happen like, is it obvious that that's going to happen what do you think of that i mean i think that one I don't really agree with that lah because okay so based on the clinical assessment mm. um and everything that you see about depression it yeah. is it is something that can be treated mm. right so I know they say the analogy is like if your body can be physically unwell your mind can be unwell as well mm. so that also sounds like okay if you take care and if you are given you might have a predisposition to depression but it can be treated mm. with medication with therapy you know so I do believe that people can come out of it mm. and have a have a normal life lah. And I think that whole reintegration thing applies to anyone with a long sentence. Mm. Right? Not just uh, people who have killed other people. Um uh, but I think it's just the uh, so yeah, so it's for the, on that specific thing, I think actually it shouldn't matter lah how long mm. someone is in. So your bigger thing is uh is it because it's not a long enough deterrent to deter other people from doing the, the yeah. same crime? Yeah. So you're saying that people see oh if i do something like that actually i don't go to jail for that long yeah which i mean i don't know like that's why it's mm. touchy right because 
like um like you don't know with more info about mental health and depression if it can if it's something really that they cannot like control or or affects their their cognition that much mm, mm. then okay that might be grounds to reduce the sentence but because it's such a new area or such an unfamiliar area it feels like oh it can be reduced to that extent then what what if people just use that as an outlet you know mm, mm. uh and and just like uh use that as a as a way to i don't know seek vengeance when you just pay 8 years mm. of your life or 12 years yeah. i don't know so that's that's internally is like that but i also know there's a many arguments against that lah mm. for you uh yeah i no i, I guess yeah going back to the what the philosophy of of you know punishment is like right mm. you know do we are we just trying to deter i mean obviously trying to deter the person from doing something like that again but also to deter others from doing something similar uh i, I mean uh, in totality 8 year, 8 to 10 years doesn't sound like a lot but it's still you know a significant amount of time like right mm. um and then the the other part of it is uh, uh i mean it, it, some kind of vengeance right you know mm. uh, there there's an element of vengeance when it comes to punishment as well right that you did something wrong to someone so an eye for an eye kind of thing and uh in this case i yeah i, I guess because it's it was really a young child who was so violently um killed that that a lot of people are feeling that it's not that there isn't that that element of of fairness like when it comes to to serving the time for mm. what was taken away from somebody like a whole lifetime of uh a whole lifetime like basically and a family also forever scarred you know not just all 8 to 10 years you know this family they're still uh, i'm guessing the parents are still not that old right you know mm. maybe 50 at the at the very most right uh yeah they're going to have the next 20 30 years of of dealing with this as well like right uh the trauma that all the friends and 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 family of the of of Ethan mm. had to go through so in that sense i actually feel yeah um it does feel quite uh, like a quite quite light lah mm. for for everything i can't speak so much for whether it really deters people or 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 whether he has the potential to reoffend again lah right you know because i think those are a lot of projections in the future lah but mm. all i can really think of is for the 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 family of the of of Ethan and all that down lah right yeah that, so yeah so you're basing that on 16 years lah not eight years right because eight years is is almost hypothetical yeah 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 16 years ah imagining good behavior and everything lah yeah also you're saying it's if you're not sure whether it's a good enough deterrent if it's eight years or even with 16 years not deterrent like uh, I think the uh it's just the length of the sentence mm. uh, in general. Even sixteen years, yeah. Mm. Given that you know that there's a a chance for it to be reduced uh, because of uh, for good behavior and all that, yeah. right? Yeah. Because I mean, even when he was being held uh, for trial, he was allowed to complete his O levels mm. as a private mm. candidate. So when you look at that, you're like, wow. But yeah, I guess I guess there's a question, lah. Right? Do you like what you said, lah? Like people can get better. Yeah. They can. You know, repent, and and you know, uh, take responsibility for the mistakes that they make during that time in prison as well. Uh. So, is it a bad thing that we are allowing? Also, what who is a, uh, also a child that uh, he's also a kid, uh, right? Yeah. 
we're allowing a, a young young now he's a young man. We're allowing a young man, uh, giving him a chance, a second chance at life, after he made a very big mistake, lah. And should we, uh, should we do our best not to be so vengeful, lah? Right, you mm. know, in our response to him, uh, because he also, his family also has to live with that, you know, above yeah. the above the heads. His, I mean, I think his social life is going to be very, very different, very fragmented after everything or so like, right? Mm. Um, so if you, if, if yeah. in this very unfortunate case, one life has been lost already, right? Do you really want another young person's life to also be destroyed? Yeah. Yeah, la, I mean, that is a question. And I would like to think also that as a society, we should really try to, how you say, uh, like, there is a redemption. Mm. There is a redemption arc for most things. Yeah. And that we should do our best to take care of the people who like fall through the cracks la, mm. and even make like the, the stupid mistakes. Yeah. But I think it's one of those things that it sounds good in theory until like it happens to you or someone you know. La. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah. Uh, because, oh, this one, I mean, like, I, I totally agree with what you said that, that he was a child when he did this. It's a horrible, horrible thing he did. But, Giving like giving the benefit of the doubt that he was really under some mental distress and he fucked up you know mm, he fucked up. Mm, mm. Um, should we just like yeah like like uh, how you say like sentence him to an eternity of suffering? Mm. I don't cast, know. Cast him out basically. Yeah, cast him out. I don't know yeah. because like what you said, his his family must be going through like yeah. horrible horrible times, and the fact that they could still accept the uh, I mean just reach out to the family of the victim and 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 their whole lives have been overturned also mm, mm. so yeah I, I i i don't know man and and like what what you said also it was the prosecutors themselves who recommended a max of 16 years yeah so technically the the judge did take that recommendation mm, mm, mm. but then for the prosecutor to recommend 16 years also then i assume that yeah like the mitigating factors were strong enough mm, mm. and i think there was also a lot of uh uh, friends and family of the the person who he came they came and wrote letters in support of him or so yeah right yeah uh, but I, I did want to also uh, not not saying that it's the same thing right but I don't know if you, you do you ever watch that Netflix uh, show Dharma about no, Jeff no, Dharma the no, serial killer no. so that one's interesting because they approached it from the angle of uh uh, understanding the serial killer's family and his upbringing or so. Mm. So they also follow a little bit of how the family coped with uh, un- discovering that your son was a serial killer, you know, that your son did terrible things and uh, what what life was like after that. Uh, so it's, yeah, even for the, the, the murderers, I mean the killer's um, family, Mm. It was a very, very difficult process. I'm sure it is a very difficult process here, right? Mm. Um, but also the family of of all the of Dharma's victims as well were also yeah, they were all they dragged through hell, basically, all of them, right? Yeah. Through the details of the the murders and everything. So I, I mean I really have to say that this Ethan's family being even taking a meeting or even allowing uh allowing the the offender's family to speak to them and to come out and say that they forgive they forgive him mm-hmm. and then now to like okay can you lift the gag order on my my son so that people can remember him and all 
uh, takes a lot of strength, a lot of uh, courage to do it, mm, right? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you have to really commend them for that. Uh. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, a lot of people online just really angered by the length of this sentence. Uh. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, you're talking about the parents and all. There was this one article that I came across years ago, 2019, about this mother who has kind of adopted the man who killed her son. Uh, her, her son was killed in a drive-by shooting by this guy. And years later, they somehow connected and he, yeah, he accepted her. He, she accepted him as her son uh, and adopted him as, as a son. So, I mean, she also talks about, you know, like the, um, the need for forgiveness um, and and literally she said, and I quote, I forgave him. And the only way I was able to live on and be present for my surviving son was to forgive him. Uh, yeah, so so when you when you listen to that, you're like, hmm. Okay, like, uh, you know how like sometimes when you're super angry about something, uh, the best thing you can do is actually to let go lah. And, and move on, right? I'm not saying that it's the same thing in this case because this is like, you know, like like some some petty thing in your life, you let go and move on. It's very different from this where a family member has been lost. But yeah, it's just, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad there is a debate going on about the length of the sentence and all that because I think it's something that we always need to be thinking about. Uh, and, and yeah, like with the times also, sometimes punishments need to be updated, need to be changed. Um, and now with more awareness of like mental health and stuff, I don't know, it's, it's just something that we cannot just leave as a stagnant thing that was set 20, 30 years ago and just let it be. Yeah. Um, remember last, la- the last episode of podcast, mm. we are talking about how COVID was such an unprecedented thing for a lot of people, especially young people. Mm. Playgrounds were barricaded and, and, you know, they just couldn't get out there. Yeah. I mean, it really shows you that, yeah, that, that, and, and there's ensuing trauma, you know, from, mm. from that. I mean, the last episode we talked about the trauma of like, ah, yeah, I, people seeing it and getting bad memories, but, but literally being cooped at home has, can have, have very, very difficult, uh, has, have very bad, very negative impacts on young people's, uh, behaviors, right? Mm. Uh, I'm guessing this, this kid didn't have anyone to talk to. Um, whether at home or, or outside or what, and it made it worse by COVID, like, obviously. Mm. So all you can say is like, yeah, if you, yeah, you really got to reach out to people. Um, you know, don't take their word for it. That I mean, do do uh, talk to them, ask them how they are, and, and things like that. Like, even the people around you, check in with them once in a while. You never know, like a simple hello actually could 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 be the most important thing that happens to them that day. Right? Yeah. To keep, just keeps them in check. Yeah. But, but I mean, on, on that note, um, apparently the school was aware of the offender's emotional, behavioral and learning problems. Yeah. And that they had taken all appropriate actions and yeah. they advised his parents to seek external help. But he would not share what bothered him and refused help. Correct. So, yeah. so, I mean, that's not saying that people shouldn't try. All the more, you need to be on high alert for people around you. Mm-hmm. Because... It is a worrying trend of people almost like like having breakdowns. Yeah. I think just today, like 4th December, there was another article of another mom and child who was found at the base Gimo. of a of a Gimo block, right? Yeah. And then there are people on the MRT trying to open the doors while the while the, the train is moving. Yeah. 
Yeah. And and it's just like what the f- like clearly like the stress, the the anxiety and all is getting to people. Clearly the people are, are, are reacting in a certain way. Mm. And I mean the heartening thing is that after this horrible attack, there have been a lot more counselors that have been deployed. Mm. Um and like certain even like the 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 certain parts of the GCN O and A levels have been uh, were removed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think back in 2021. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then there's more teacher counselors. Uh, there's a lot more attention given to mental health, especially mm-hmm. in schools. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just. Oh, um, and it's tough. Chilling. It, yeah, it's tough for the schools. La. I mean, you really cannot. It's very very hard for teachers nowadays. Teachers, what they have like 35, 40 students mm. in class. Mm. For them to be really, you know, understand every single students mental uh mental health conditions and all it's it's tough la. so I, i'm hoping that the school protocols have all been you know uh, tightened up a bit like i literally like if a if a kid is having trouble you know coping with things um you know maybe maybe they should not be in school for that period and all but but to to what extent because he this uh perpetrator he hit the weapons in a badminton bag no mm. So then I was thinking, oh shit, should there be more checks on students? That means like US are there, like scans. Yeah, but you know. that is also something you don't want to go down, yeah, right? You Can you imagine like school, every time you enter and uh, uh, go out, there's like security guards and stuff and it mm. just feels so dystopian, right? Yeah. That's yeah. scary, like, because on one hand, you think if this guy was carrying a background with three weapons, wow, there was no way of, of figuring that out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's why that if, if they have a history of mental health issues, Really, maybe they really should be barred from from going to school for that period. Lah. I think I think there needs to be that rule. Lah. Um, oh, so so you think like just like almost what like homeschool or something, or take the lessons from home or something, or even just be seeking professional help, like really forced to seek professional help. I mean, uh, I I don't know his I don't know his family conditions and all that lah, right? But but you know sometimes. Sometimes for parents and all, it's very hard to have the kid just be at home. You also worry about the kid just being at home alone or something like that while you're working mm. and all that, right? So they say, oh, maybe it's more harmless to just send them to school. Lah. Then hopefully they'll see their friends, play their friends, just snap be out. Be taken of care of. Yeah, uh, yeah, be taken care of. At least there's an adult presence. But the truth is schools also only can do that much, lah, right? You know, um, Without it, like what you said, turning into a dystopian thing where there's like metal detectors on yeah. entrances at school. So... It's, it's difficult lah. but that's why it's just it's really about the protocols and, and ensuring that your teachers are also not overworked to the point that they don't have time to to attend to these kind of very serious issues when they see them in their students lah, right yeah uh, yeah but uh, it's tough lah. it's very tough lah. I think teachers job is really mm. very difficult lah. Mm. yeah oh crazy yeah mm. crazy but uh, yeah lah, we'd like to hear what people think about the uh, the, the sentence and, and yeah everything that, that yeah. F- unfolds from there because there is a lot of chatter going on yeah. and yeah let us know your thoughts on Reddit mm-hmm. so <sighs> yeah just now we were talking a little bit about uh about the uh, Harish's wine glasses mm. it's a it's a sounds damn petty now <laughs> it does right it does. Uh, it does it does yeah Harish's wine glasses and how he hates uh, stemless, wine glasses, stemless wine glasses just general thin uh, glasses. General thin, thin glasses, glasses, yeah. yeah. Fucking hate um, it. And there's a, probably it would affect a very similar demographic of people who frequent this place or so, right? 
uh, and this place unfortunately is also going by the going going uh, it's it's going to be a vestige of the past lah, if anything mm. yeah and what is this place where people probably also drink from wine glasses do you are you <laughs> suggesting that I frequent country clubs? Oh no la, no la. I'm just saying that wine glasses. Definitely these people love hey, wine. You la, can right? just like not be a country club member and still have wine glasses. Correct, correct, correct. Right. Yeah, yeah. In fact, if you have wine glasses, chances are you don't need to go to a club or a bar to have wine. Yes, that's true. That's yeah. True also, yep. Um but it is just a general discussion mm. uh about how country clubs in Singapore mm. are facing a few challenges these days. Yeah. Because apparently younger folk are losing interest in the prestige factor that country clubs bring. Mm. Yeah, so so I mean, like it, it, this whole thing about country clubs. All I remember growing up is, yeah, la, there are certain uncles or aunties who have country club memberships. Yeah, and you go there and like it's like a fucking resort, lah, mm. uh, where you have restaurants, you have gym, you have swimming pool, and if you're a member of one country club, you get access to country clubs in Malaysia and shit like that. Yeah. So even now, I have some relatives who have country club memberships, mm. but uh. Yeah, it's just a a, a a segment of society that I'm I'm not the most well versed uh, about in mm. in la. You, yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, same same as you lah. Relatives who have uh, country club memberships or so, uh, but you know, me myself not not member of any. Mm. Don't ever see myself being a member of any of these. Mm. Uh, if anything. I know our generation has a very different take on on these social clubs and all that, mm. uh, and yeah, so it's it's something that yeah probably will be something that uh, you will look back in the past and say oh yeah tea parties you know that kind of thing that people talk about that what existed once but not anymore But yeah. our generation or the generation after us after after yeah yeah after yeah. us like our because generation our generation still have a bit still yeah. got right still got still yeah got. I know some friends listening to this who um, frequent uh, country clubs not to say it's wrong. Not, uh, wrong, not to say yeah. it's wrong, uh, but it just feels like yeah, it's a vestige uh, of the past, la. Yeah, I, yeah. I do. I do have some friends who are who are in country clubs and they were like still actively recruiting amongst their friends, la. That means like fellow alumni of the schools and mm. everything, Because like um, I mean, even country clubs. Like one thing that caught the news recently was Raffles Town Club, right? Mm. Uh, uh, where it was announced that the government. Um, will take back the land currently occupied by the club mm. when its lease expires in October 2026. Yeah. Uh, and to become members of some of these clubs, it, the the price can be from a few K to mm. like a few hundred K. Yeah. Right? I think Santosa Golf Club is what? 500,000 for Singaporeans? Yeah. 800,000 for foreigners? Wow. And you play golf. Yeah. Amongst yeah. other things. Yeah. Um, but like, I mean... Like you, when you say you are not part of a country club, like why not, Terence? You can go meet your similar like-minded friends. You know, you don't have to mm. deal with crowds. Yeah, you are in the club. People know that you are like, like, like there, lah. You know. But nowadays, it's all about inclusivity, right? It's Is it? Like everybody wants to be seen as inclusive and and like woke and open to everyone. So it's like. Now the the cool people they they go to they hang out at Tiong Bahru Market, you know they they or they they have a hangout lah right. That's mm. a much more like low key, not so ostentatious and everything. Mm. Like the days of like you know opening bottles at the club and all that. That's so passe already lah right. Mm. So yeah, I mean, young people these days is very different. They they want very different things from what the older generations want. But there's still new age social clubs, right? 
Correct. Yeah. Right. There's 1880. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, Mandela yeah. Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the Straits Clan. Yeah, yeah. So in some way, so fundamentally, do you have an issue with a club where you have to meet certain requirements or pay certain monies to be part of the club? I have no issues with a club, lah. Mm. I think a club of people who are joined by you know shared interests is is a healthy thing, lah. Right. I mean that's that's the basis of a lot of things that, that in life, lah. Right. You mm. join online clubs, so you. Join a Discord community or whatever, lah. Mm, so mm. it's, it's all those are all clubs. Subreddit, ah, uh, subreddit. Yeah, well, yellow but Reddit, subreddit is a club in a way. Also, you know, bring in a certain mindset. You come with a certain interest and expectation of of, of yourself. You know, mm. uh, what I have a problem with is that a lot of these older country clubs essentially are sitting on a lot of uh, land for their golf their golf courses, lah. Right. Mm. I think the the shocked me when I saw that the figure is is. Two percent of Singapore's land uh, is currently is currently golf courses, uh. Uh, and, and just that that might not seem like a lot as a number, mm. but if you consider that our airports and seaports and everything in total take up only six percent, that means like yeah, w- the golf courses essentially are one third of all our essential uh, freight and passenger. Uh, you know, uh, areas like right, airports and 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 seaports and all that lah. One third of that is actually the golf course. Uh, what what is being used for golf courses or so? Mm. And golf courses, you know that they're not fitting a lot of people on them. They're very exclusive there, you know. And Singapore, we literally are talking about creating Long Island to to create more space for housing for mm. everyone. We are closing Singapore Turf Club because we need to create more residential room for everyone. Also, you know. Mm. So how can a golf course be occupying that much space relative to the essential services around there? Mm. Yeah, that's the part that I have a bit a bit more problem with, especially in Lanskar Singapore. No? And I mean, but then because even from what I understand, just uh, uh, at a high level, these clubs also work in different ways, right? Mm. Some own the land, mm. some mm. lease the land. Mm. Right. So then, if they, if they lease the land, if they own the land, and they don't break any rules, what's wrong with that, Terence? Because uh, the land also has a has a price, right? Correct. If they can cover that price, if yeah. there are people willing to pay that price, uh, then why not? No, but then then it's then it's coming more from an urban planning standpoint, really, lah. Right. Mm. Where if you are the urban planner and you have As the government, you have a right to like rezone land or take back land, you know, mm. even if someone owns it or something like that. Then, you know, where where are the places that you go for first, lah? Knowing that you need more land for housing, mm. Singapore Turf Club is is really very clear that they were they are doing that already, right? Mm. Uh, now, yeah, it seems like these country clubs are are, are next also, lah. Especially those that, and they're not even like necessarily taking back the land to. To create public housing, lah, right? Because this Raffles Town Club is in a very, uh, it's in a very, um, what is known as a very rich area of Singapore, lah, Bukit Timah mm. area and mm. all, right? So there probably will be more private residential land, lah, But at least what you can say is that it's still creating more living space for people here, lah, who already complained that it's it's very it's very dense already, lah, right? Mm. Compared to what a golf course is, it's really just a recreational thing for for rich people, lah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like um, I, I don't like the word club, lah. Oh, really? <laughs> it's just one of those words that I think, like like uh, like what you said, like a Discord 
channel mm. already. They're all clubs. Yeah. This is a good club. Uh. It's a bit annoying. Go, you don't like go clubbing. Is that your <laughs> thing? Is it is because you didn't like clubbing? That's why, is it? No way. They won't. I mean, they won't club. <laughs> it's still like that sort of clubbing. I'm okay. Ah, okay. It's just the like club. La. You know, it's like this is a club. Oh, is you going to my club or your club? It just feels like that there's that whole yeah like maybe not so like the the exclusive la, a bit too elitist la, ah, okay. a bit too elitist uh, and and it, I think there's just more like a a, a sense that you, you know like how we're saying the two Singapores now and yeah, all that yeah. this is just one of those things that hmm okay uh, with that being said I can understand why people would want to hold on to their memberships mm-hmm. I know one friend of mine he has a membership to one of the clubs in town and he said by parking there he actually saves money in the long term because mm. he has a lot of meetings around the town area yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he also gets credits and like access to use the the co-working space and all that yeah. so that i can see uh yeah so i think the, the biggest issue just from a practical point of view would be the golf courses la. so I, the, the uh, more modern ones you also don't like because they're club la. I mean, modern ones. I think I think it's okay. Like like okay. I think it's okay. Like um, because they don't take up huge swaths of space, also, yeah, right? Yeah, and if they yeah, yeah, if they are bringing together people with a shared interest and all, then by all means go ahead. Yeah. Uh, by all means go ahead. Mm-hmm. And and if you can use the the resources, mm. the co working spaces, the gym, and all that, and you just because I mean, even now, uh, signing up to a gym is not cheap. Yeah. Right. Um, signing up to a lot of these things in isolation is not cheap. So if you can get one that puts it all together. Why not? Mm-mm-mm. You know. Yeah. And those, those, I think those, but those clubs are still very exclusive, lah. Talking about the yeah, modern yeah. clubs, yeah, they, they have like uh, almost like very fraternity-like processes of getting in. Like you got to meet people and then they interview you and mm. they talk to you and then they'll let you know if you get through and things like that. Like so a like. job, ah, Darren's job also you meet people then you Yeah, but this one you're like paying money to to do it. <laughs> uh. You're paying money to be interviewed to to be put in front of a panel mm. uh, and all that. You still have to pay dues for it. It's not like you won the lottery or something, you know. Mm. So that, that's, it's still generally meant to be a very elite uh, exclusive kind of thing, right? Then if they invite you to join, Terence, they say first year, you know, we like your podcast, you come and join us. Okay, la, that's okay, la, yeah. Uh, then then, yeah, then the second year, when you have to pay? Oh, then sorry, I'm out already. Suddenly you <laughs> like it so much, you're like, hey, shit, this is fucking cool, man. If you if there's some intrinsic value to mm. like, like what you said, like parking or <laughs> facilities, like gym membership. Just connection, la, Terence, human connection. Possible, so credits, you know, like a very good bar or a very good restaurant, maybe, uh-huh. yeah. There, there is, it's nice to kind of uh, like if you need to have a meeting or all. Why do you, why do we meet this place where you mm. know there isn't? It's not as crowded and all these things, are, right? Mm-hmm. Rather compared to public, um, yeah. There, there, I still see that. Yeah, there, there are there are people who will pay for this kind of thing. And the interesting thing is the membership is also like a free market, right? Yeah. There's a market price. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you buy it at a time when demand is low, and suddenly your club like becomes damn popular. You can actually sell it for a profit. Yeah. So yeah. that in some way is interesting, but on top of that, you still pay pay a monthly yearly thing, like. Yeah, correct, correct. So would you prefer if Singapore got none of these clubs? Uh, no. I think having these clubs, like the old school or the or the, new the, the new school ones, I think are more okay interesting, la, la, right? You know, yeah. Okay, la, You if you if it's not your thing, don't join them. Uh, they, they you know whether they invite you or not, you know, it doesn't matter. Uh, 
just stand by your principles. Don't need to join them. Mm. Uh, but the bigger ones, the ones with the golf courses and all, that's where I'm like, wow, there's a lot of space that could have been parks, uh, recreational areas for the general public and all that that's being hoarded by by someone. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. from a time when, from a era when maybe land didn't wasn't that scarce, lah, right? When when we didn't have uh, such limitations on 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 how much land we have available. And yeah. but you you never felt the compulsion to take up golf. Uh? I like I like the game. I played it a few times. Is it's it fun. you like the game? Yeah, I like the game. I, How I have you played it? You mean like I've uh, because uh, I think last time when I was in the corporate world, all that there'll be this. Like, you went for golf? Yeah, like the corporate day out kind of thing, uh, And then they will bring us all to a golf course and just play, no? Yeah. So is the it? sport itself is fun. Eh? I, I like the sport. Eh? Um, but you know, you I think. When you're talking about other playing in other countries or that, there's a lot more space, like, right? Yeah. But yeah. here is competing with a lot of other interests, like, with, like the availability of a park and things like that. Yeah. So, so it's a very different kind of uh, different feelings towards it, like, Definitely. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like going to the driving range. I've been there a few times, yeah, yeah, but I've never range. been on a golf course. I've never been on a golf course. Never been on a golf. I don't know if I like it. No, I mean, but if you like the the sport itself, just the it's a, it's like a skill, right? Yeah. And then you. And then you hit really, then you walk, walk, walk. And then so you, you when you went there, you could just hit, no problem. You yeah, could yeah, drive. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. With no training or anything? Or no, no training, training yeah, yeah. No training. Yeah, just going with my colleagues. Back then, I was in my 20s and everything. Mm. This was in, uh, this is not in Singapore. Like, this was in the US. Like, oh, yeah. I see, I see, I see. So much more, they're, they're just much more laissez fair about it. Like, okay, la, just do it, la, you know. Mm. As, in, as in, I think obviously some people were part of, members of that club and they probably paid for yeah. to have that company event there. But the fact that they had a bunch of like 20-somethings like drunk and just roaming around a golf course with, on golf carts and everything yeah. tells you they're quite laser fair about the whole <laughs> thing. Not like here probably the, the security will be tackling you if you try to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it's single, yeah, golf is not a sport for Singapore is it? Essentially. For for land in Singapore. Yeah, for yeah, land in for Singapore. For the limited space. Unless we go and reclaim more land and then and then have golf courses. There, Unless but, we yeah. also make golf courses like football fields, uh, like with synthetic grass and all. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it won't be so nice. And mixed use, like, mixed use golf course. Mixed use golf course. Mixed use golf course. Yeah. 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 Especially like, a, this is like a week after the void deck was barricaded mm. from playing, mm. uh, prevent to prevent kids from playing football, right? Yeah, correct. That's right. Interesting. Uh. Yeah. Interesting. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, if, if anyone is listening and is a fervent supporter of like country clubs or like uh uh like like your your own experience about how country clubs have really improved your life or provided you with a lot of intrinsic value just hit us up man but for you is yeah like, you rather not have any clubs at all uh. no, 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 clubs, no. Uh. no 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 i'm okay with clubs i'm okay community with clubs. club okay uh. yeah community. no i'm okay i'm okay with clubs <laughs> it's just i i think for me the main thing is the golf course the usage of land uh, okay, okay. you can still be a club like uh elitist club whatever but because you do your thing you know yeah. like you you the, the land if you can afford the rental the, the purchase you do your thing but mm. the allocation of land here like golf courses of it's just ridiculous the land they take. La. Yeah, yeah. And nowadays, you even, I mean, we laugh about it, but you go to those community clubs, those big hubs, uh, right? Mm. They really got a lot of facilities in there, man. Like, Maybe like, like Tampanese Hub. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All those are huge, oh, yeah, right? Yeah. So I don't see anything that you can't find elsewhere. I mean, yeah, la, that you must go to a uh, country club for, la, right? Mm-hmm. Other than exclusivity. Just so you don't right? have to deal with uh, other people. La. Yeah, la, but. People like me, you don't have to deal with people like me. 
I want to do um, one of those inclusive ones. Huh? I, Is I it? Like inclusive. Yeah, inclusive. <laughs> inclusive, man. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, speaking of inclusive clubs, uh, our Yalabad mm. uh, community. Open always, to anyone. No membership inclusive. fee. No, no membership fee. Or at least fee. not yet. Mm. Other than no. just expecting you to come with a mindset of, of openness. Right? Yeah, yeah. For correct, correct, correct. But what is your one short comment? Ah, uh, wait, would you like to go first? Uh, mine's actually from uh, YouTube, uh, mm. our, last, uh, our last episode, 463, mm. where one of the podcast, uh, where one of the commenters, Hello Ira, said, Hi, I'm a new listener from your Spotify podcast since three months ago. I really love every single joke you guys make, and it feels way better than listening to uh, radio stations with the, the broadcaster in Singapore. I don't even want to say the name. Perhaps you guys sound more unbiased and real than other hosts I listen to. Your conversation sounds like what average Singaporeans would talk about during lunchtime. In fact, it's much more knowledgeable than that. Haha. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, wow. shout out to Hello Ira. Thank you and welcome to the community. And thank you for yeah sounding off on our YouTube comments uh, that you enjoy it. Uh. Mm. Uh, yeah, so mine is like a, a cross post by Internet Lurker 96 mm-hmm. on... Uh, our Reddit yeah. and they just posted something uh, talking about how what we were saying about you know the cult of personality whether mm. it's Taman whether it's Taylor Swift this one is uh, specifically to Taylor Swift um, I think there was a um, uh, the fact that she was Spotify's top global artist for 2023 mm. they cross posted this this one thing on Twitter um, yeah like uh, and recently also I saw people sharing some stats about what it takes to become a 1% fan of Taylor Swift. Okay. Top 1%. And I think Edwin Tong is a top 1% fan. Oh, seriously? Yeah, yeah. He shared a screenshot. Wow. And you have to listen to like 10,000 minutes of Taylor <laughs> Swift. So, so I mean, the whole cult of personality. Also, I saw uh, in a in another Reddit comment talking mm. about... Uh, oh, this one was just... Uh, when Terrence mentioned the, mentions the term cult of personality about Lee Kuan Yew, I immediately think of CM Punk's theme song. Yeah. Well, yeah. What, what was that about? Uh? Like a... Uh, that's his theme song. The name of his theme song. Cult of Personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh shit! Of the, of the restless CM Punk. Yeah. But yeah, so so I mean, just that whole cult of personality thing. At least, at least to see some listener resonate with that was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. And uh, what about your one shot thing, man? Uh, I gotta pull it up. But what's your one shot thing first? Uh. So so it's a bookstore in in London that uh, my wife introduced me to. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, it's a bookstore. It's called The the Books for Cooks. Books uh, for Cooks. Yeah, so it is a bookstore that has mm. just cookbooks. La. Cookbooks yeah. only. Oh, but wow. what is very interesting is they also have a cafe that prepares recipes from those books mm. okay. where you can go and like oh, wow. eat uh, and yeah. also learn recipes from those books. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, yeah. So, um, yeah. This so you, you guys actually went there? Like, oh no, no, no. My my wife saw this video on on the Great Big Story uh, mm. YouTube that came out in uh, June this year. Mm. And basically, yeah. Um, even before you buy the cookbooks, you can try the recipes, like Because I think what they do is they they have like um the the menus that are curated based on certain things from the books they sell. Mm-hmm. So I just thought it was a super interesting concept where, yeah, you have a bookstore that sells cookbooks, but they also cook food from the cookbooks. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So so uh, I'll, I'll, I'll link 
a video to uh, 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 to uh, the video that talks about this this London bookstore, mm. which I thought was a super cool concept, lah. Mm. Super cool concept, yeah. Uh, my one shock thing is a fan film, mm. uh, based on Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Uh, so some a fan managed to use uh, I think Unreal Engine to create a fan film of uh, Zelda that was that's in the style of Studio Ghibli. You know Studio yeah, Ghibli, yeah, 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 yeah. So they did a fan film of Zelda of uh, Zelda in the style of Studio Ghibli. So, um, it's. Apparently, it took over six hundred hours for this oh, person shit. to create. It's a labor of love, uh, in in time for the game's twenty uh, fifth anniversary or so mm. So yeah, I just thought it was amazing, and um, a lot of people were commenting that this is what Nintendo should have done now uh, with a franchise, like you know, mm. work with other uh, Japanese, uh, you know, whether it's animation studios or what, to create something that is. Very uniquely, that is close to the heart of what what Zelda is, lah. Right, you know, mm. created by Nintendo, one of the top IPs on Nintendo, and then work with a, a Japanese studio to create to create more IP from there as well, mm. So yeah, but this is a so this fan has stepped in stepped up the challenge and created this little fan film, and uh, it's 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 just pretty crazy, lah. Because it's one of those things that like you know nowadays people are like oh I want to be a content creator and it's. All the same shit, like just record videos of yourself talking and just talking about whatever. But this person is really just like, yeah, 600 hours to create a fan film that, I mean, I don't know how many people actually view it. Now it's about uh, 500,000 views uh, mm. on, on IGN. But uh, it's just one of those things like, yeah, you, you don't see much of this kind of uh, people putting the 600 hours of time to creating uh, something for themselves. Uh, and you, know? you played the game before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zelda. I mean, Zelda. I play play a few of the Zelda games. Mm. Uh, they're all awesome. And but the story is always like I'm like eh, whatever the story is like, mm. kind of cheesy and everything. But I just thought it, thought it's really cool that this person, you know, and he enjoyed these two different franchises, right? Studio Ghibli uh, and Zelda, and yeah. sort of mashed them together. Wow. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. And how very, do you chance upon it? Just no. It was. I think IGN was so impressed by it. They took. I mean, they got his permission to post it as a IGN thing as well. Uh, and it's very rare for I think the IGN channel. I don't see them posting a lot of uh, fan content or anything like that. I see. You know? I see. So for them to post it, it was people must have been impressed. Uh, yeah. Oh, that is cool, man. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, that's the end of the podcast, man. Uh, so so yeah, if you enjoyed it. It'd be great if you could share this with one other person. Follow us on social media. Follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, hit the notification bell so you know whenever we drop a new episode. And if you want to work with us, where should they email, Terrence? Contact at ministryoffunny.com. Sweet. All right. Mm. Thanks, everybody. See you.